I just wanted to know how we got here. Not to offend anybody out there, but I just walked by some jeans, wore out jeans, holes in them, all cut up. I just remember when I was a kid in West Virginia, I was ashamed to go to school because my jeans were wore out. Only because we didn't have any better. Now they buy them that way. I just can't figure, how did we get here? Yo, so that is Nick Saban. He's got, oh God, sorry. This is the best sound ever. I love this. I don't know which is better, that or Coach Kyle Whittingham's comment about the leather jeans. Yeah, that's not on YouTube very well either. There's only one clip, and it's a second and a half, and it's too dirty to pull. We got to find that. (laughs) I don't know. Which one do you think is better? So I was right there holding cable when... When Michigan came in a couple years ago, uh, Fox had a sideline reporter. and She's wearing, like, these brown leather pants. And so at the end of the game, after this huge national win, she walks up, Coach, how you doing? Yada, yada. And he looks at her and goes, nice leather pants. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. It was so creepy, but funny. Like, it's really funny. And I don't know what, because Coach Kyle Whittingham, like, in his Monday press conferences, Every week he says something about somebody's outfit. I don't know what is his deal, man. He'll talk about somebody's boots, about how he loves the boots, and he should. He's like, where did you get those boots? I really want a pair. Or he'll talk about Liz. Yeah, he'll talk about Liz and be like, I almost wore that jacket. We could have been twins. Like, he's always got (laughs) something to say about somebody's fashion. It's hilarious to me. It's a big deal on that campus, the swag for the football team. You think that's directly involved with him? I don't know. Is he a fashionista? I think, you know, I don't know. Nick Saban or Coach Kyle Whittingham, which one's a fashionista? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think Saban makes more money, so I can see him having. He's got more clout in the fashion area? Way more clout, probably. (laughs) (laughs) He's been more places, too. No, so what everybody should have done is the next press conference, everybody should have wore ripped up jeans. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but then you're asking people to think in the South. That ain't going to happen. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. low blow for our guest. Cedric Williams joining us today, the creator of Hooping in the Hive, a three-on-three basketball tournament. What's going on? Hello, hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. That is a low blow. Memphis, Tennessee is I, where you are from. I am from Memphis. So, oh, my bad. <laughs> I mean, when, when I get hit like that, you just say, well, we're really not the South. We're kind of like the Mid-South. See, that's the next question I was going to ask you. What do you consider yourself? Because my family originally from Kentucky, and some people say it's the South. My family says it's the Midwest, not the South. Kentucky could be the Midwest, but Memphis is definitely, I think that's where that line. Well, St. Louis tries to say that they're the South, but they're definitely the Midwest. So mm-hmm. Memphis might be that that line to where it turns into the South. Because right after Memphis is Mississippi. Yeah. So Arkansas. and So, yeah, I guess I'm a Southerner. Way to welcome our guest, Sasha. You know? <laughs> That's great. So we are keeping our eye on a couple things right now. Uh, we're waiting to see at any moment now, Utah, the Utah football team will know which bowl game they will be in, even though they should not be in a bowl game. I don't think. You don't any, think? What do you mean? They won six games in the Pac-12. I don't think any six and six teams should be mm. in a bowl game. That there- sucks. To, to me, that saying. You, it's okay to be mediocre. You're mediocre. Let's reward you. 
No, Once it's for it's for practice rights. They have to have this. Uh, you no. can't ha- you can't have college football in 2018 without th- the December January practicing. Correct. Well, it helps recruiting, but still, to me, you can't be a six and six team. It's all it all comes down to money. It's stupid. There shouldn't be this many bowl games. Exactly. Well, here's how diluted it is because they've added so many bowl games. There's a list I saw the other day, and I'll see if I can pull it up. Where there are going to be some five win teams that get into bowl games. That's this ridiculous. Year. That's ridiculous. To me, that's so telling people. So where's BYU going? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> practice. <laughs> practice. Practice. We're talking about practice. So we are keeping our eye on that right now for those of you who are joining us. Uh, but let's quickly go over football playoffs. So we have Georgia and Clemson January 1st uh, playing at the Rose Bowl. I'm sorry, Georgia and Oklahoma playing January 1st. Yeah, at the Rose Bowl in Alabama and Clemson uh, playing January 1st at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. What do you guys think about those playoff matchups? Why does New Orleans get all the good football games? They get all the Super Bowls. They get all the All-Star games. Is it just to help with Katrina relief and all that? Is that the carryover? The cheapest alcohol. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want. And it's like, the it's South, like Vegas. Southern Vegas, yeah. Yeah, you can do whatever, but... Just after being there for the first time um, in August, it was still surprising to me that there's a lot that still needs to be rebuilt after Katrina. I was just, it was amazing to me. We were going on these tours, um, and then we passed Bourbon Street, like uh, taking the airport shuttle from the airport to the hotel. And then uh, somebody saw a sign, and it said Bourbon Street, and somebody was like, uh... Is that the real Bourbon Street? And then the, the driver of the airport shuttle, he was like, yeah, it's not what it used to be, but that that's Bourbon Street. It's going undergoing a lot of construction right now. And I was like, that's not the way it looked in Girls Trip. I don't know if you guys saw that oh, movie, no. but that is no, not the way that. Bourbon Street. Oh, you shouldn't have. It was I, good. I, saw, I wanted to see it, even though it was a chick flick. Oh, it was I was good. like, yeah, I'm going to see that. Because Tiffany Haddish, I'm telling you, she stole the show. Mm-hmm. She She's great. I love her. She was on Saturday Night Live a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. She's dope. That just, to me, that just means... It's never too late to achieve my dreams. Never she too was, old. Well, <laughs> she's been a while, around for a while, she has. but she didn't really get on. Yeah, she she didn't blow up really until the, the Carmichael show. Yep. Like the Carmichael show is where everybody start really knowing, you know, who she was. But right. then this Girls Trip movie, ever since then, it's been crazy. She was on Def Comedy Jam. Yeah. Like, I've seen her on Def Comedy Jam but no, But you still didn't pay attention. Right, right. Because... Now she's huge. Now everybody's going back and realizing, dang, she has been around for a minute. Right. I love her. But anyway, what else, Sasha, do you think about these uh, playoff matchups? You think so the Rose Bowls should have better teams or a better game? Or are you saying Georgia and Oklahoma is not really that good? You're telling me that you – I'm not telling you anything. I'm asking. USC can't play against these four teams? You're telling me that there's such a disparity – between the West Coast and in the South, that no one else can play in these games. My friend and I were actually talking about that last night. Um, while I bet we were Washington the could game. beat Clemson. Washington's a good team. Mm, I, I they're a good team, but it's just to me the whole. I wouldn't say the entire style of play is different. It's just the West Coast teams to me don't have that edge that a lot of the teams in the South have. They don't have that. No, they play in good leagues. Every team is yeah, good. Yeah, they do. But I'm saying, to me, they don't play with that extra, I don't want to call it dirtiness or roughness, but they just don't have that. that Rhyming. Yeah. 
to me, the West Coast teams, it it's just like no, they're more finesse. That's yeah, true. That, that that's what I was just about to say. It's just like basketball to me. West Coast teams growing up, everybody was finesse, a finesse mm. player. But you go down south, and you're gonna get your ass kicked. Mm. Oh, excuse me, your butt kicked <laughs> because it's just like everybody's like you know playing with that extra. That they got the sauce. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> The way I look at it, though, I mean, you you look at these; those kids down there are so much faster than Midwest or Northern teams or out West teams. I mean, I've seen countless uh, specials on E60 or Thirty for Thirty where you got kids chasing rabbits (laughs) and and crop fields barefooted. Yeah, Yeah. you know what I mean to pick up their speed and agility and all that. So there's no way you're as a cornerback or safety gonna be able to keep up with those guys dude those those guys been eating cornbread since they were like one seriously (laughs) and pot liquor (laughs) these west coast teams to me it's just it's a it's a different style it's more of a finesse and i don't even know if you can you use that word when you're talking about football because it's still either way you're still pounding and out you know and getting dirty but it's still to me the west coast teams are just more of a softer uh dog and pony show they like to pass it they don't really run it as hard or as strong because look at the all the running backs who come out like eddie lacy and you know all the alabama running backs and georgia and clemson like those are some big dudes they are clemson i was so disappointed watching that game last night though because then to your point sasha miami got blown out last night so why not just put like a usc or a washington I think you got to do something. I mean, if if you're trying to get a giant audience, isn't it important for a West Coast team to bring their audience to? West Coast is the best coast. That's right. It just <laughs> I don't get it. And I, I can see the conversation of the Pac-12 being down this year and that it's a rebuilding year for many, many teams. But Stanford's a really solid team. I know they got three losses or four losses, but... Those, Ohio State has two. Yeah, I I, th- I think that you have to judge Pac-12 losses differently when they're interconference because the Washington States and the Utahs and the Arizonas and the Arizona States are better than the bottom half of the SEC. That's the truth, and they're better than the bottom half of the Big 12 and the Big 10. Pac-12, any team can lose to any team every yeah. week in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. SEC, you have your stand- Kentucky, Vanderbilt, Built Tennessee. Yeah, who are, that's a, you're going to walk over them every time. There's not a walkover team, really in my eyes, in the Pac-12. So you think the Pac-12 is a tougher conference? I think so. I think so because, I mean, they recruit, what, California, Texas, Utah, um, a lot of poly kids. Rarely do we go to Florida, Alabama. I mean, we have – Utah does. I mean, who we have, Huntley? This year you have three. Yeah. Yeah. Is is Huntley from Texas? No, Huntley's from Florida. Florida, Um, that's right. Jack Moss. Yeah, and then you have another one. Yeah, that's from Florida. From Florida. So, yeah, that's the Dennis Erickson. Yeah, that that rarely happens, though. How many times do you have, uh, for a Utah team, three kids from Florida? You would know better than I do, They've been scouting Florida for since the Urban Mayor's Days, Myers days, however you say his last Urban name. Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm looking at Georgia's schedule this year. They lost 40-17 to 17 to Auburn. And they're in the national championship. Well, you can't lose by 30. So what do you think like, the I selection get it. If committee you leave, is looking at If you lose 13-10, 21, I don't know, I think there's a bias in the SEC. I think, I think there's some, as we were talking before we popped these channels, 
when we interviewed Tori Wilson back in the day, she talked about the judging bias in the SEC with gymnastics and how no West Coast team is going to win a national championship. And when was the last time a Pac-12 team was in the hunt? Last year with Washington? But before then, you rarely get a crack unless you have a Reggie Bush or a Matt Leinart or some super Hollywood team. Mm -hmm. Brooks, who was a Brooks with Oregon not that long ago. But other than that, yeah, it's – and even when Utah has done well, when we had Brian – what was Brian's last name? Quarterback. Johnson. Johnson, yeah. Undefeated. Still ended up number two after shellacking – Alabama. Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. And people were making excuses saying that Utah, it was a fluke. Like, they were up 28-0 or something in the f- second quarter. It wasn't a fluke. I, I I don't like the bias that goes on. It's And it's that way in the NBA, and it's that yeah. way in Major League Baseball. And It's just there. Do you think it's always going to be there? Do you think it's ever going to change? The story that the talking heads say is that there's a bigger population on the East Coast, and I guess you include the South, mm-hmm. and that because of the time schedule sh- that no one gets to watch these Pac-12 games. That's where the, the hashtag Pac-12 after dark became. It, it wasn't mm-hmm. – it became a spoof. Like, hey, it, there's football going on at night, but you're all too old to watch it. It's Pac-12 <laughs> or it's after just, dark. Yeah, you're so, I just remember uh, my Uncle Walter. Like, I walked in the room one time, and it was like 1 a.m., yeah. and he's over there, like, watching the Lakers, but barely watching. He's, like, <laughs> <laughs> snoring, head going back. He's like, I got to watch it. I got to watch it. So it, it's rough, yeah. you know? It is. But I remember when Colin Cowherd was had his ESPN radio show. He would never talk West Coast basketball because he'd go to bed at 9 o'clock. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And now that thing. he's a West Coast honk, all he talks about is West Coast sports. Yeah, it, it matters, especially because – Think about it. All your morning shows, all your all your sports shows are really in the morning. Yeah, your right. radio is in the morning. Your TV is basically in the morning. So they don't have. They can't go to. You know, they can't stay up. They till gotta, two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. till two yeah. in the morning. They can't because they're up at two in the morning. Right. So it's it's and terrible. The Pac-12 conference isn't going to schedule games at five p.m. on a Saturday because there's no the audience is bigger at eight o'clock at night. Right. But it's just crazy, like. Those eight o'clock games, and I know Those Coach so Whittingham. Late. Yeah, I know Coach Whittingham wants to say something, but he can't because every week people ask Patterson him. talks about yeah, it a lot. In people ask him, "What do you think? It's another eight o'clock game. We're just, you know, <laughs> we're just happy to play. Yeah. Whatever time, we're just happy to be here." So, but I, it sucks. Those eight o'clock games. Think about it, especially too, just covering it as a as a media member. You get to the game at like six, seven o'clock. You do the same thing probably earlier because you got to set up all the camera gear and all the the cables yeah, and the equipment. Yeah, we're there six hours yeah. before kickoff. Yeah, so then you get there and then the game what ends at eleven, and then on eleven a, well, on a good it, night if it's on not a good Fox yeah. Or ESPN, yeah. yeah it ends at eleven at the earliest and then you're doing interviews after you got to write your article all that kind of stuff and I complain about it being a late night for me but you are there until what time? If we have an eight o'clock kickoff, we're out of there about one forty-five yeah. two in the morning. And if it's a super big show, like a 20-camera show, it's be 3 in the morning. Yeah, it's nuts. They need to start these games earlier. The thing I notice at games that are late is the little children, how they all fall asleep on yeah. mom or dad's lap. <laughs> yeah. and More crying. And so you're not helping build a new generation. No. And the students often leave, too, after about 11 o'clock because they want to go drink or do whatever yeah. they do. Which is fine, but you're not building that audience. No, these games got to start. At least give us 6 o'clock. 
I think like, some of those they start late because it's their televised games or primetime games on the big networks. They're very important for the yeah. sweeps weeks and for ratings yeah. to have those eight o'clock. Everyone tune in because right. the the networks don't care if you're watching at eight twenty three. They're caring about or they want eight thirty one yeah. and they want eight p.m. and that's it. And so if you can hook them that way, that's what they want. You know, and this is kind of going off, but there was a new there's a newer producer at my job and i about lost it because i I stayed in studio one morning and she wasn't in at 6 30 like we went to break and she's supposed to be in at 6 30 that's very important and because it's your click time you know every every station has their everyone wants to be in for ratings at a certain time and she didn't get back into her show till 6 32 i lost it i I don't know what happened but i just went back there and i was like girl you know corporate is in town right do you need some help because you need to be in your show at 6 30 and she was like i was told it wasn't that important and i was like who told you that because that's how everything you get paid by you know your 8 30 time your eight o'clock time that's when people are watching if they turn the channel at 6 30 at the top of the hour and you're not on you're, they're going to another station yeah, so I lost back. it. I was like, girl, we don't have any viewers. We can't afford to lose the ones that did we you, have. Did you tell her, don't be messing up my money? <laughs> <laughs> You're playing with I my know, money. right? Goodness. <laughs> no, so as we await the bowl game, but it will for be Utah, good football. I think yeah. all four, I think Georgia doesn't belong there just on their pedigree of a program. They, they always get smashed in important moments. Um, I sus- we have it. Yeah. Uh, Utah. We. This is what they just tweeted. We have accepted an invitation to play in the HOD Bowl. Who? What is that? The Houston Bowl. Is that Houston? Heart of Dallas Bowl. Heart of, against Texas. Yeehaw. Let me guess. Let's see. Let me guess. Against <laughs> is it against Texas. Let me see. They'll play West Virginia on December twenty sixth. Oh, 26th. that's gonna be a good one. Nah, Utah's gonna bang them up. Oh, I don't know. I was like, what's the HOD bowl? <laughs> <West Virginia. laughs> See, there's bring your hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> there's too many bowls. Like uh, that. I've have you guys heard of that? I've never heard of the HOD. <laughs> they just made that up this year so Utah can play in a bowl game. And that's the crazy thing. There'll probably be four bowl games in Dallas between <laughs> on what, that day. On yeah. that yeah, on that day. <laughs> and all it, the all the stadiums. What date is it? Is it it's early? December twenty sixth. That's a good day. That's a good day. That's after Christmas. Anything before Christmas, you don't want to plan because that means you're not important. Right. Right. Where? Where Let's in see. Dallas? Let's What's see. Let's go to their thing. Lubbock, Texas. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let's go to their Twitter. The Zaxby's Heart of Dallas Bowl is a. <laughs> I need my glasses. Is a postseason college place, right? football game. On twelve twenty six in Cotton Bowl Stadium, scheduled to feature oh. teams, yeah, from the Big Ten and Big Twelve. That's Texas Stadium, right? Yeah. Or the Texas Longhorn Stadium? Is that right? Cotton Bowl Stadium. Let's see. Hang on. West Virginia, how'd they do this year? They see. weren't that bad. I want to say they were ranked I don't know early. Anything about them since Rodriguez left. They have a decent team. I saw the Cotton Bowl Stadium. Yes, in Dallas. Does anyone play there? Might be like Quincy, <laughs> like Quincy Jones or yeah, uh, Quincy. Uh, it's the site of the state fair and concerts. All I can think about is the movie about Jim Brown and um, when he was at Syracuse and they went to the Cotton Bowl and they had all the racist people down there. That's what I remember. <laughs> <the Cotton Bowl. laughs> Might get ugly. It 
it might get ugly. Just play your game and leave. Yeah. <laughs> don't go eat. Don't, don't go. go to yeah, the- don't leave your room, please. Okay, okay, so here's West Virginia. They played Oklahoma, lost 59-31. They lost to Texas 28-14. Uh, they beat Kansas State. They beat Iowa State. They lost to Oklahoma. They lost to TCU. So they lose into all the good teams. So what are they? What's their record? Mm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They got seven wins. Seven and five, I guess. So with the win, you talking at least say they beat what are they, Big Twelve? Big twelve team. Yeah, Big Twelve. So who starts this game for quarterback? Do you go with your starting quarterback? Hey, they did beat Eastern you... Carolina University, who BYU <laughs> lost to. <laughs> that means they are good. Yeah, we'll make sure we get that in there, they please. <laughs> so who starts? I'm That's going my with, question. I'm going with Troy. I like Troy. I mean, I'm biased. We do have the same last name, and I do have a few pictures with him. So I've, you think you're related? I've met his mother <laughs> and his little sister. But, I mean... Uh, he's you a senior. He's senior, a senior team captain. You got it. Yeah, I you mean, have to. He what was he nine and one, eight and one before? Yeah. What SC? You got Jack yeah. Tuttle coming in next year. It's going to be an open quarterback competition. They're not going to just give it. You to think him. so? Yeah, I think Tuttle's the real deal. That's that's the hype. It is that he is the savior of Utah football. As a, is he a freshman or is he? A He'll Zuko? be a true freshman. True fr- oh, yeah. That's gonna. That might. From L.A., so he's got the pedigree of right. playing against L.A. football. But the way that they love Huntley, I don't know. Because, dude, what game was it? I forget what game it was this year. It was towards the end. But after Huntley came back from injury, he wasn't 100%. And Coach Kyle Whittingham specifically said they thought their chances of winning the game would be better with a not 100% Huntley than going with Williams. Even though Williams had a better record as a starter. So... Dude, they are like ride or die for this man. Yeah, like you got to be. Travis Wilson yeah, too, you got to so. be. But it's just like, and, come uh, on. To me, that's the total disrespect. You go, you say that somebody else is better than me, and they're not even a hundred percent. But if if you look at Huntley, he has that gaze effect. He has the really long arms. He has the long neck. He's got the big, broad shoulders. He's got the high hips. He looks like an NFL player. He's got all of that. So. Just looking at him, you're like, wow, he's an NFL prospect. But, but. when you go to the NFL, who, how many running quarterbacks are in the NFL? Uh, they try to adjust your game when you go to the NFL. Yeah, they, they don't last yeah, long. Yeah, they don't. So, yeah, he may be going to the NFL, but he's primarily a running quarterback. But here's something I've never thought about until just now. Do they keep him in there to keep Zach Moss and Singleton happy? Because if he doesn't play, then they're going to leave if he leaves. You think so? You think they'll leave? I would. I mean, they all went to high school together. Yeah. They're buddies. They've been playing together since Pop Warner. And see, Carrington came over for Williams. Yeah. Right. See, that it's a tough situation. It's a sticky situation. Well, Carrington's done this year, and Williams is done. So, it's I mean. Takeover. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's. I just now thought about that. Like, yeah. I wonder if it's because it's a trio. Like, they, they're one package. They're a package deal. Well, it's not going to matter. Covey comes back next year. So, that's going to be the new hype. Is right. That that's going to be curious to see. I would say that he had NFL speed, he had NFL talent, but he just got crumpled every time he got hit. And to take two years off and have world class speed—that's tough to do. But you know, they got a slant receiver next year. They're going to be good next year. They're going to be. He's got. They have to definitely create that chemistry. Yeah. You know that because Travis Wilson never had it. Um, what was the kid before him who hurt his neck? Or not, uh, who was always hurt with the shoulder, having shoulder surgeries. 
Which up. position? Quarterback. Before Wilson. Oh, Brian Johnson. No. no. Uh, oh, there was that other guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It starts with a W. I can't remember. But the same thing was with him. He was hurt all the time. Never got that that chemistry. Um, Travis, I don't know what that was. He, same thing. He had the <laughs> NFL body. He was like, what, 6'8"? 6'7", 225, 30 yeah. pounds. And a lot of times when you adjust somebody's game going, like you have a running quarterback and you try to adjust their game, when they get to, to the NFL, the pocket, right. yeah, it doesn't work that well. That's why they've been times. playing that way their entire yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, you can't just, okay, switch. Right. This is why you saw me. This is why you yeah, like me, yeah. but now you want me to do something yeah. different. So that's why, too, I'm going to be interested to see what happens to Lamar Jackson from Louisville. He might get switched to another position. That, that's the thing. That's what I was just talking about last night. Where were y'all? Were y'all inside my living room last night? <laughs> Man, he, <laughs> because he, of the hits he takes? Is that, yes. and He's small. He, he's yeah. slender. And he's again, he's another running quarterback, but he's fast. Way fast. So it was Michael Vick. Yeah. And we see how that. I mean, even before Vick goes to prison, you can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't Part sustain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep doing it. same thing with Randall. I don't know who's old enough to remember. I know you're old enough to remember Randall Cunningham. Oh yeah. Um, he was different though. They didn't. They were bigger and they didn't run as fast. There, there was right. something different right. with Randall Cunningham, like. I, I don't know. I think steroids were a very big part of football back then. Right. And recovery. And they're not now? I don't think it is. Uh, not in college. No. They, I don't think that steroids are. No, not in college. NFL is a different game. I don't yeah. watch NFL. So I would assume that steroids are alive and well. You talk about He's people being biased. Well. <laughs> huh? I say you talk about people being biased. You got to watch the NFL too. No. I'm not I that big of an NFL It's fan. too violent for me. I remember... About seven, eight years ago, I was watching the Vikings in Dallas play, and I watched this linebacker hit a wide receiver. I was like, I'm done. Like, it's just too violent. It's why I don't watch Japanese wrestling or wrestling anymore. It's just, I'm too old. It's too what? violent. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> I compare him to Sam. Because- that's so <laughs> random. Said, that's why I don't watch I Japanese wrestling anymore. Wait a minute. Wait, channel? that's the thing? Yeah, it comes on TV? What channel is this? <laughs> you got to order them. They're he too violent. Anymore. Oh, that serious? You oh, no, order- they break necks. Like that's, that's he no. said anymore. <laughs> I stopped watching that last week once they broke somebody's neck. I can't even get the Mexican wrestling. Uh, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's I mean, nuts. that's now that's we're talking about gymnastics. Now that's some high flying, doing flips and turns and. I remember being on the sideline. And I was literally like twenty five feet away from uh, Travis Wilson when he almost ripped his head off. Right, and I seriously thought about. Quitting working football after that because I, really? I don't I don't like to see that kind of stuff. Right, it's, it's just I don't like to see guys blow their knees and hips up. Like we did a game, uh, was it Oregon when they were here? There was a dislocated knee. There was two torn ACLs, and it was just there was so much violence on the field. I was like, I feel like this is blood money to me. To me personally, well, and that's s- how it started. Remember. Like seventies, yeah, that's how it started. I've seen highlights. From it's the for 70s, entertainment. Yeah, seventies and eighties. That's like, that's what they showed the highlights. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't have. You didn't get a flag for clotheslining the guy <laughs> coming across no. the middle. Or <laughs> that's nuts. That's crazy. But now it's just so many different rules in college now because they're trying to protect the neck, the head. But do you think the rules are going too far now? Because it's just like you. You think what is it? You can't come. At like a receipt, you got to turn your head a certain right. way or something. Like they have to 
protect, be able to protect themselves. They can't, you can't basically blindside them as they're catching and turning. They have to be able to take two steps forward or something like that. But here's another crazy thing. I think about a lot of crazy stuff, but medicine and rehab has evolved so much now. You can come back from an ACL in six months. So look back then. So now if you got an ACL, your career might have been over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You broke a leg or any concussion. Well, the concussion thing wasn't a problem. They didn't care about concussions. <laughs> but now it's... I can, had 17. Yeah. <laughs> but now there's less things you can do with even better medicine. They're college kids, though, and I'm always team student first. And right. I, I think you have to protect them because 95 98% of those football players aren't going pro. Right. Well, just last night during the Georgia game, uh, one of the guys, I forget which player it was. I wasn't paying attention that well. Um, but afterwards, he was saying that he just had surgery on his hand this week. And then he's out there playing. Barrett had, JT Barrett had surgery on Sunday. Yeah. like Knee surgery. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> and you're back out there playing? I would have been like, sorry, y'all. That's a good mm-hmm. way to get staph infection is having open wounds in a locker room. Let me tell you something. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yes, sir. I've had 15 surgeries last Okay, I'll tell you two instances in the last couple of years. I broke my femur playing Ow. softball out in uh, Taylorsville at Valley Softball Complex. Sliding? Stepped in a hole at home plate. You know how guys dig out a hole at home plate when yeah. they bat? I was trying to miss a tag, yeah. stepped in the hole, and it just, one of those freak accidents popped. Isn't that the most painful bone to break? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Let's, let's just say before they put me on a gurney, I'm like, I'm going to need four of those morphine <laughs> injections, please. Oh, my God. So, but that was in September of 2013. I was playing basketball in at UVU co- or uh, in the mural in December, January, that December of that same year. Should I have, should I have been? No, but. They put a plate and pins they in They put it. a. Uh, titanium rod in yeah. and four pins, two up top, two on the bottom, from my knee all the way up to the top of my hip. So, and that was just a regular orthopedist. So imagine, you know. What UCLA Medicine does. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I want to talk to you more about that because before we came in here, we were talking about your time in the Army. Right. Uh, and you were saying that you had, it was knee surgery, right? Right. And then they just gave you orders to go play like a right. month or two later to I go got, play I got shot. I got shot five times. <laughs> I've been waiting two years to get these orders to go play the all-Army basketball team. And then I got shot. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm going to stop you. Can you back up and start with what you were telling me? Because it's and really funny. Why does Air Force suck so bad yeah. in basketball? <laughs> let's, let's, wait, hold on. Let's let him tell the story about you going to the Army and thinking you were just going to play basketball right off top. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, where my dad's law office was, there was, was one of those strip malls, and, you know, they have the recruiting stations. So I knew all the recruiters, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. And I would play basketball with those guys at the Naval Base in Millington, right outside of Memphis. So when I left, when I was ready to join the military, I decided to join the military. I said, hey, we can get you on the all-Army basketball team. You come here. Bet, yes, I will do that. (laughs) So I join, go to basic training, come back for a while, AIT, tech school, and uh, I was a medic. And I report to 
Fort Campbell, Kentucky, mighty fine 101st Airborne Division. I'm in reception. They send me to my unit, and I show up. I said, I need to speak with the captain. I'm here to play for the All-Army <laughs> basketball team. <laughs> and and he, they look at me like, what? <laughs> who, who, told, who told you that? My I'm, dad did. Yeah, yeah. That's why I signed up to play. Well, I don't know who told you that, but don't unpack because we're leaving for Panama <laughs> in like six weeks. I was like, what? I, th- I honestly, I am not afraid or ashamed to admit. I called my mom crying like, we're going to Panama. They told me I'm not playing basketball. I was like, oh, man. So I had to wait a couple of years after I get shot. And then, yeah, now you can go. <laughs> and take all the quarters on you want. Yeah, that's nuts. There's so many questions involved. In <laughs> Go, Sasha, I'm curious. Go ahead. We're gonna open the floor. Who shot Sasha. you? <laughs> Let's start there. I cannot disclose that information. Okay. <laughs> but this I, is amazing. I'm I sorry. will. Why say- did you get shot? <laughs> We'll go. Can't with, disclose that we'll, either. We'll go with the wrong place, wrong time. Okay. Okay. As it stands right now, it's a line of duty. Yes, on my DD two fourteen military. Okay, so it was record. military injury. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I wish we had cameras right now. <laughs> yes, they still the VA takes care of me for that injury right now to this day. You I didn't shoot that. yourself, did you? I did not. He didn't pull the little Wayne. He didn't pull the Wayne. It was my left leg. I usually carry my nine on the right, so as a medic, yeah. So, you know, it wasn't it wasn't one of those, but it was definitely something that pro- I probably could have prevented, <laughs> but didn't. I'll leave it at that. Gambling involved. Hmm. Hmm. With my life, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Money, no. Okay. Go ahead, Sasha. I know you have more to ask. This is like one of those things, 20 <laughs> questions when you try to get Ar- to the... <laughs> Does the United States Army have a basketball team? Yes. Well, there's West Point. Yeah. And then... But they're not a Division One team, are they? Yes. Really? Yeah, they are. They are actually, uh, I want to say in the same, not the Ivy League, but I think it's the Patriot League. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's the Patriot League. I worked a Utah State Air Force game mm-hmm. last year. Air Force is horrible at basketball. They had one kid that was pretty decent, but the rest of them had no business being on a NCAA basketball the Early floor. 2000s, they were good. Yeah, so it was their football. Yeah, they were good, and then I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's attrition or... They all got their orders to yeah, go somewhere, and orders. they came back, and they Wait a minute, play. I got a scholarship to play basketball. Well, <laughs> David Robinson played for them. So Navy. They, they, he oh, played, he was Navy yeah, guy. He That's played right. Navy, yep. He's, I think, the only guy, only active guy, basketball-wise, that's played in the NBA. So, after that, you had stints in the CBA and the IBL? Yes. So, I was still in the military. And I was getting these offers like, hey, will you come to our free agent camp in, like, Iowa, uh, Lacrosse, Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota. And it came – it was one – and I got offers, scholarship offers to play, like, Colby College, VMI. Let me tell you the VMI story. Hey, that's quick. where my cousin went. Really? Yeah, uh-oh. So – Is that – what's the v- Virginia, VMI? Virginia Military Institute. Yep, Virginia Military Institute. So I was 24, 25 at the time. I've been in the military since I was 19. Been partying, having fun, been all around the world. And VMI contacts me and says, hey, we would love for you to come out for a visit, love for you to consider coming to play basketball for us. You're already in the military. It's going to be an easy transition. 
So I go out, do my visit. <clears throat> Everything is great. I'm ready to sign. And then they hit me. So just so you know, we're going to start you over as a freshman. And there's a 9 o'clock curfew. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 23 years old. I might have been 24. Co-ed campus or all male? It was all male. It was separated. So I was like, um, no drinking, <laughs> no partying. BYU East. Oh, my gosh. It might have been worse. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. So um, you were a good basketball player growing up? I was, I was okay. Point I mean, guard? or I was shooting guard. How tall are you? 6'3". Okay. So back in those days, 6'3 was kind of yeah, was a legit. Yeah, yeah. six three was tall. Yeah. Now, like you now, said, <laughs> you're the shortest one uh, of your brothers, right? No, of my my basketball friends, brother. I have. Well, they're like my brothers, but I have one brother. He's and he's five ten or five eleven. He'd say probably. So that's weird. But all of my friends are six five, seven, eight, nine, ten. So I'm the short one. But nowadays, six three is like point. I I took a picture with Frank Johnson a couple weeks ago uh-huh. when they played the Bucks, and he was shorter than me. So I'm thinking, man, you're playing. Man, I saw. I stalked you. You had good seats for that yeah, game. Yeah, I, oh, I have really good seats. I think your game. wife tweeted or uh, put on Facebook, I could actually read their jersey or something. She oh, said, tattoos. we're so close. She yeah, said, I, I can read, read their, their tattoos. tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> so I took a picture of Frank Johnson. I'm like, this guy played against Jordan and Pippen in the finals. Smaller than me. Like, that's like Stockton. Like, when I yeah. run into Stockton, like, this dude. He's tiny. Tiny. Uh, I worked. I worked uh, an ESPN game when they did Lone Peak two years ago, and I understood that he could jump. I understood he couldn't shoot. I understood that his lateral quickness wasn't great. I don't know how he got. I can see how he got to Duke. I don't know how he's still in the NBA. Who was that? Frank Jackson. Frank. No, no, no. Frank Johnson. Oh. That played for the Suns. Ah, sorry. My bad. Frank Johnson can shoot though. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, Frank Jackson yeah. from Lone Peak. That he and he's six five. Six four, six five. Trash. You don't like him? No. I don't like Lone Peak myself personally, but <laughs> you know, but that I mean when I saw him at Duke, he looked pretty good. He should have been a Ute. You don't leave your home state to go play at Duke. See? Why not? Have some pride. Uh, we, we were just talking about yeah. this. Well, so I grew up in Memphis, yeah. and you didn't leave Memphis. Yeah. But and then came comes along Todd Day, of you know who went to Arkansas, won a national championship. He was from he was like one of those first guys to break the mold and leave your home state, home city, and go somewhere else and play. And then after that, the floodgates open. You coach AAU basketball, right? Or I, you have? I have. Yes. Uh oh. <laughs> now, I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm what you call I think No because that brings credibility to where this conversation yeah, right. goes so. it's, I'm probably one of the few conservative AAU coaches Like I don't believe in pimping the players And you know patting my pockets from shoe companies And You, you know, sure? I, I wish you got I on did. some nice clothes today I don't know <laughs> Well I mean, dressed yeah, I mean I when I coach AU, I coach girls AU in, in Colorado um, and here in Utah. We had the Utah Hornets, and a lot of those girls ended up. Some of them chose not to go out of state. They could have, and they went to smaller schools to play. They weren't recruited by Utah, Utah State, BYU, but they had SUU, um, Southern Virginia, you know, Snow, all those, and. We played everywhere, yeah. Chicago, Memphis, Texas, California, Oregon, Oklahoma, 
Um, but now it's like these coaches are taking these kids where the shoe companies want them to go mm-hmm. because that shoe company is affiliated with a certain school. Um, and we'll pay you, we'll send you this money or give you all this gear. And, you know, and I don't, I don't really, I'm not really for that aspect of it. I've always been in it for, I love coaching. I love teaching kids. And girls are so much easier than boys because they actually listen. <laughs> Wait, before That's we my go, opinion. Before we go any further in this, I need a, are you wearing Adidas? No, dude. no, those are Nikes. Nikes, I'm, okay. I'm Nike for life. <laughs> Before we go any further, I needed to know where you yes. wearing Adidas because you would lose credibility. No, no I I'm never. I think I had one pair of Adidas once because the shoes I needed to ship in didn't ship in, and someone had Adidas and I warm, and I ended up wearing running shoes because I have flat feet. So at this time in the '90s, they had a really high arch, instep arch, yeah. and um, and I couldn't make it down the court. It was it was that high, and that was the one and only time I've worn Adidas. Now, do, did you ever think, because you've been coaching for a while, mm-hmm. you've been playing for a while, did you ever think it would come to this where a shoe company, a clothing company, is controlling where the AAU teams play? Never. That's basically you're buying talent, or you're coercing kids onto teams by whatever shoe company runs that team or sponsors that team. And that's, I mean, that's... See, I, I, I disagree because I remember there's a tennis tournament called the Ojai, and it's probably the biggest um, high school tennis tournament before you get to Kalamazoo, Michigan. Right. So on the West Coast, the best players in the world are there, and the Bryan Twins have won it a couple of times. It's big-time tennis. And I remember it was like 106 degrees on the court, and I'm dribbling the ball, getting ready to serve, and I had 14 logos on me because I was sponsored by Dunlop at the time. I had Dunlop socks. I had Dunlop shorts. I had Dunlop shirt. I had my racket. I had, you know, my everything was Dunlop. And I and so if they're whoring out the high school kids on the tennis and hockey levels, of course they're going to do it in basketball. The, the, the audience is too great to not grab then because, like you said, you're a Nike man for life. Mm-hmm. You know, if Adidas is in sponsoring you as a young high school kid, everything you wear at high school is going to be Adidas, and you're going to be showing off, and people are going to be noticing, and that becomes your identity is that brand. Of course they're going to do that in high school. But what do you think that does to the game? Well, that's where you start getting the one and dones. and I mean, it's so convoluted. It's you got it's one broken. And, the system's broken. Yeah, it's very broken. Will it ever get fixed? Not unless the NCAA. Not until the federal courts get involved. Right. And that's why we got these coaches who are getting ready to start going to jail. Yes. uh, Indictments are falling down for, you know. You're going to see some death penalties come, too. They'll probably go to football first, but don't be surprised if a fluke team from a conference gets buried. I don't think it'd be in Arizona, but it'd be like an Oregon State somewhere around the country. They'll get, like an SMU, they'll get. There's going to be a team that's going to because they want to make an example. Yep, I think SMU fell into that when Larry Brown was there. He just stepped down, I think, this year or last year, and something they had some kind of sanction come up where illegal recruiting or scouting. I remember about four or five years ago, SMU came to play the Utes, and it was a really big thing because Larry Brown was right. there, and you know, it's it's there's a lot of weird politics that go on in sport and. For you earlier, yeah, absolutely. They're going. They, 
they're starting this at high school. And until I don't like what Phil Knight's able to do at Oregon. Right. I think I think I think for him to have his own basketball tournament is disgusting. The P eighty? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I like the, the, the PK eighty. The PK oh yeah, the Phil Knight eighty. But because he turned eighty. Yeah. I like the competition in that tournament. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, I'm with you, like I don't think they should have that platform basically promoting Nike um with college athletes and and you see it was all Nike schools, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and But he runs that camp. Everything on that camp. How many football uniforms and helmets and shoes does Every Oregon week football they have, have a new uniform for the last five it's years. It's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. But well, what does this say for the parents? Because the parents are at fault for this, too. Parents are not just clean. You have parents who are greedy. They, they're they going back. Uh, what the Louisville kid happened to him. Like, you know, his they parents. They want to return. Yeah. His right. parents are just like. I want my money now. You said I was going to get this, this, and this. And then that's where things, too, get messy because the parents are getting greedy, and then they want more. They want it now. It's just – and then you're messing up the whole system there. I don't I don't agree with the system anyway, but you're going to do it, parents. You're messing up the system. You're going to get what you were promised, so just chill for a second. Here's how greedy it gets, though, because you get a dad in there. All right, I'll bring my son there if you give me a coaching job. Yeah, so basically, all right, we're not going to give you the bag of money under your car in the driveway, but we'll bring you on to be a coach for two hundred fifty thousand or one hundred fifty thousand. These parents are living through their kids because they never made it, or they want X Y Z amount of money, and their kids are their meal ticket. It's like disgusting. that kid from Missouri who's going to be allegedly the number one draft pick. He was supposed to be in Washington last year, but they fired the coach and his dad. So they went to Missouri, yeah. and he got a coaching job. Right, it's too many package deals, like you said earlier. So yes. the best movie that relates to this—I don't know if you even remember this, Brittany. You probably remember. I'm Blue old. Chips. Blue chips. Yeah. Nick great. Nolte, Penny Hardaway, Shaq. My brother. Uh, I remember Calvert my Chaney. brother watching it. Oh, that's one yeah. of my all-time yeah. favorites. And it, um, I can't remember the kid. Novak, I think, was a kid from Indiana. Yeah. I, my dad wants a tractor. Tractor. John Deere, tra- brand new John Deere tractor. And $200,000. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's essentially what I remember guys in college at Memphis riding around back then in the 90s. Brand new Maxima, Nissan Maxima. Oh, that was the car. Yeah. If, I'm sorry. And I'm not too young to know that if you had a, <laughs> if you had a Nissan Maxima, you were doing things. Oh, yeah. I remember I went out. Actually, I was on a date with this guy. And first time going out, whatever. And I had an Altima. And he was like, mm, I remember when Altimas were the S-H-I-T, <laughs> but now they ain't S-H-I-T. And I was like, hold up. Don't oh, yeah. be talking about my Altima. I had a chance in the late 90s to pull up in a Max. Someone was selling a Maxima for like $1,500. Yep. I was like, oh, yeah, let me get that. I'll take that. <laughs> like, but everyone had, with Maximas, everyone had like that gold color, tint, nope. like that brownish kind of gold. I don't know that I saw those everywhere. But it Everyone had, a, had, it had a power everything and a deep a deep trunk, so you can put like two fifteens or two twelves in there. <laughs> what do you know about that? I oh. had two twelves. <laughs> my brother graduated and got two fifteens, so I got his two twelves. Uh-huh. See, those are the oh man, I, memories. See what you know about Lil oh, Webby? I oh. got six twelves. I got I six twelves. Yeah, and you That's better a have lot. Some, you better have some ear protection. I know, in. right? I was like, I got two, and I'm already <laughs> messed up. Six? But, but yeah, back to go back to that. That's I mean, it's evolved since then, obviously, yeah. and they there's ways for 
you know, schools to hide it or get boosters to get money to kids or their parents. And, but, but you're going to get caught. You're talking about some of these, you bringing on the parents. There's some parents that are spending a hundred grand in the off season to get over a course of four or five, six years for quarterback training, for yeah. uh, spot setting in volleyball, for gymnastic lessons. For yep. I, when I used to teach tennis, it was 65 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Boom. Here you go. And, that's the cheap end. I'm there's there the Florida camps where the Agassiz and all them were at. I mean, you're talking thousands of dollars an hour to play with a uh, Nick Bolateri yeah. or whatever his name was. Yeah. yeah, and it's no different. And some of those AAU coaches, I'm sure, are making a fat paycheck from parents. I will. I, and I was on. I was. I'll say I was on low end. I didn't have superstars. I always went after mm-hmm. kids that were looked like trainable or you know could evolve into good players, but. When I was in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and my uh, good friend Stephanie Timmons and I started Colorado Springs Storm AU team, we started out charging three hundred dollars a player, mm. and that's to travel, uniforms, tournament, um, entry fees, hotels. Everything. That included hotels. Included hotels, and we would wash cars. I remember doing a car wash in the Sonic parking lot in Fountain, Colorado. We made nine hundred dollars in one day. And we got shoes and paid for hotels down the road, vans and all that. Well, and, you know, that that was the lower income area. I moved out here in 2005 and I started the Utah Hornets. And I started out charging $3,000 a kid, mm. 12 kids. But you have to accept what comes along with that. You're going to have parents texting you, calling you all day, every day. Hey, what? Where's my money going? Right. Yeah. yeah. What? Where? But. Then we started flying everywhere, and then you're going to bigger tournaments. Then everything's sanctioned. You have more coaches, but now you have the pressure of not only developing a kid, which is the hard part because kids have their own things they want to do during the day in the summer. Mm-hmm. You got to find that time. You got to find practice time. You got to find time to call all these coaches or make DVDs and you know say, "Hey, I got this kid. What are you looking for? Tell me what you're looking for. I got this. I got this." And, I can't even imagine what these guys are giving for the money that they're receiving from shoe companies. Or- I remember the Brian twins. I grew up with them, playing with them every day for the time I was six until about 11 when they got tall and then everything. And their father was a world-class tennis coach and he pulled them out of high school and he did home tutoring, but they weren't, they're dumb. And I don't know how they got to Stanford because those kids are stupid. <laughs> you know how they got to Stanford. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, they weren't Tiger Woods in terms of being able to be good in the classroom. They, these kids were the best tennis players America's produced in the last since Sampras. And what have, watching those kids and then even seeing them now that we're in our 30s is they're robots. They're, they're not they're not they don't have a human experience. They've been kissed and cuddled their whole life. And everything's been about a Wilson contract or a Nike contract mm-hmm. or an Adidas contract. Or are you going to play at UCLA? Are you going to play at Stanford? And you're going to have the hottest girls. And it's like, are these girls really going to love you? Or do they love your Mercedes? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel really bad for them. And I can only speak on them because I've watched this grow up with them and them being some of the most elite athletes in the world. But it happens every day to kids that will never even get close to that. And then they wake up at 23, 24 years old, and they have no money, they have no education, they have broken hips and bad knees, and 
there's no one that cares. And a lot of times, it's parents toxic. aren't even asking their kids. They're telling them. Do you want to do this? You're making the kids do that, and they don't want to do that. So then you're not going to get a return on NBA your investment. Is be- yeah, full of because they basketball. stopped playing. You think yeah. so? I think so. I think there's a, I think there's a lot of big men that are playing basketball because they're tall. Where else can you make that money for sitting on a bench, though? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Be <laughs> exactly. a bench player. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're bringing something really yeah. cool to Utah. You're bringing three on three basketball. Tell me about it, please. So, here's how it really started. I've I've done tournaments before, five on five, big AU tournaments, over 400 teams, and so 400 e- team tournaments. 400 team tournaments. Ooh. That's ridiculous. I mean, we had every gym in Colorado Springs booked. That's a headache. Three days. We combined our tournament with. So you know how every state has a state game. Every state. Someone made a lot of money off that tournament, huh? Yeah. Adidas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say I was married. At, never mind. I won't go down <laughs> Somebody got a new kitchen. <laughs> but so, and I've always wanted to stay in basketball, uh, whether it be coaching or playing, not so much playing anymore. But I used to go to Spokane, Washington, uh, to the – Spokane Hoop Fest, mm. which is the world's biggest three-on-three basketball tournament. This is their 28th year, somewhere in there. Um, so the, Ice Cube didn't start three-on-three basketball. No, no, no. He's the first to really commercialize it. Yeah. Um, but this past summer, Spokane Hoop Fest had almost 8,000 teams in their tournament. What they do, they close little off, old Spokane. Yeah, 250,000 population, yeah. and in they Gonzaga. got 8,000 teams. <laughs> Uh, close off all of downtown over about 490, 500 courts. Wow. Um, 250 total. Is it just awesome? It's a festival. Like, you walk around. You can barely walk, first of all. Yeah. Past people. And every court's packed. Everyone's watching. You got from 3 to 80 years old people out there in so many divisions. And I've played up there seven times, and I've – received four surgeries from playing up there (laughs) the first time i played a buddy mine flew in from oklahoma and we picked up a random guy off of craigslist looking to play (laughs) because the guy who was supposed to play with us from montana (laughs) no showed us so last minute we already had everything paid for 1500 bucks a piece because hotels go sky high anyway the very first game i'm battling the 610 cornbread (laughs) 320 pound dude ripped my labrum and my shoulder very first game and i'll say there are some narcotics and some alcohol involved <laughs> when i say no i mean like pain pain pills that Pretty i had sets, to take man. yeah and baka <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of that tournament That's so I could you still playing. played i still played and we ended up winning the championship in our division so i was hooked after that so we would go every year, every year, and I haven't been able to play for the last few years, but it's gotten to the point. So that same company, Spokane Hoop Fest, now they've joined up with Vegas MGM, where now they have a tournament in October. 
So you have Hoop Fest in June, which is always my birthday weekend. And Phoenix has a big one. Utah's been left out. And Utah, we have the five-on-fives and the AUs and all that. But three-on-three, these kids don't understand. It's like the the grassroots, the fundamental base of basketball. Mm -hmm. They don't understand what it takes to play in advance two days, game after game after game, setting screens, rebounding, getting elbowed, getting chucked. Having to hit in the shots. space and, and outside, conditioning needed all to outside. cover for it. Right. Yeah. All outside in a limited area. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's I think it's it's it speaks more to your ability and your heart if you can get through that and not a tournament five on five, which I'm not speaking against those five on five tournaments, but you've got seven, eight, nine, ten players, whereas usually you're gonna have three people on the court and maybe one on the yeah. bench and you gotta fight it out and the best thing about three on three tournaments you're probably too young to remember <laughs> the, uh, the hoop it up tournament uh-huh oh yeah, hoop yeah. It up. so um, my brother used to play in those all the time and it was the best ruckus. thing for me yeah because yep. i was young and i would go I'd be like oh look at all these men mm-hmm. uh but Can you do the that thing again, is, please? <laughs> <laughs> but the the great thing about the three on three tournaments is you never know who you're gonna play. Exactly. Like you said, you're playing a dude that's six ten, whatever. The next game you're playing somebody that's six two, five ten. Like you never know who you're gonna play, and that's the best thing I think for these kids or or the younger people coming up. Right, and even I played in tons of three on three. I played tons of basketball on every level, and I want to get it back to. You have to go at somebody, or you have to stop somebody. You know, you're sending all these tapes to coaches showing you knocking down threes or getting dunks or getting layups. If I was a coach, and I've talked to a lot of coaches because we're going to have Wi-Fi uh, cameras on every basket so you can send all these games off. If I'm a coach, I want to see that you can stop somebody. I want to say you can or see you can execute a pick and roll. I want to see that you can really box out and go get a rebound mm-hmm. when you when you have to have it. And we're not – this is – we're letting everything flow. There's going to be trash talking. There's going to be in your face. There's going to be come get it. There's going to be – you know, we're not pulling any punches. It's This is – we're going back to real basketball. Everyone's going to be safe. We're not going to allow people <laughs> to get flipped over or fights. Or <laughs> no, I'm going to be – no, I'm going to be up there instigating. I'm like, oh, did you hear that? You going to let him say that to you? I would have knocked him out. That's how it used to be. If somebody <laughs> crossed you over or sent your shot or dunked on you, you're going to hear it. Yeah. You're going to hear yeah. it. And, or if you have one of those teams that everyone hears that, you know, you're killing people or doing good and they hear you're going to go against another big it team It draws there, a crowd. It's going to draw a crowd. So what's the age range then from third grade what how old is third grade i don't even eight eight nine eight nine seven eight nine to 80 and then but 80 year olds aren't playing against 16 year olds. no 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 so So there's gonna be is there weight divisions no there's so there's gonna be kind of an age breakup or age division so you know you get your silvers the 50s and ups and you try to group them together and then you know 60 years old seven years old if we get that amount but even skill levels we're going to separate so if you've never played college or you've only played rec you're only you're going to play against people of your same skill level if you're college ex-college or ex-semi-pro or pro you have your own you know skill level division now we also are going to have elite divisions men six foot and over men six foot and under and then women's elite open 
which are going to be the money divisions. We're talking $5,000 to each winner in those divisions. Um, and, I mean, we're going to have the best accommodations, you know, sport court, professional baskets, things of that nature. And we're going to make it fun. We're going to bring it back, you know, to how it started. I remember when I first came here in 2000. You guys going to have a DJ there? and Oh, we're going to have yeah. at least three DJs. Nice. Vendors, uh, food truck court everything can i please be the mc or the hype man hype woman i just want to be there i'll tell you this put your resume in man (laughs) i'm glad you said that because she's stepping up in spokane for the elite championships they brought and over region i think it's their nbc affiliate but they broadcast live the elite championship games yeah i imagine you would yeah live and now they're so big time up there. Nike's everywhere. Kevin Durant was there last year, and so we're we want to move towards that. Yeah, I want five hundred teams. I'm going to keep it small the first year at five hundred teams, and keeping it small at five hundred. Keeping it small mm. at five hundred. I have big hopes and aspirations because I know as many teams as there are, just in this city, we're not even talking about through the state or Wyoming. Idaho. You're going to get some Provo basketball kids to come up, huh? Oh, we're going to get a ton nice. of Utah County. I can't wait to see how, <laughs> if they even have the ability <laughs> to talk hey, trash. Can we get BYU's team <laughs> on there? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I just hit you? Yeah. Did I just foul you? So they're going to have probably the first chance in their life to really be able to talk trash and not be admonished for it. You know what? This is going to be dope, but the women right. on there, right. um, do you have any like college teams, like any from Utah so women's basketball team. For college, Danny Rodriguez yeah. there. Yeah. Well, for college, if they're active college, they have to – we would have to have it play, We yeah. would have to have it sanctioned by the NCAA. Oh, yeah. And the coaches would have to give their okay. And I don't it's see that. too much oh, yeah, liability. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, too much liability. Yeah. So, but all of the ex-college players or high school seniors are going – it's more than open. This uh, The way I've seen this run and set up before, it is – I've seen Stockton – at Hoop Fest and sure. Spokane. Tons of times. I can't imagine. Yeah. That sounds like a black. When you were talking about it, I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, we should go up there and do something. Right. I've run into guys at the Spokane Hoop Fest that I've known from Kentucky, Colorado, and Georgia. Just walking around like, oh, snap. Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? That's how it always is. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's when you get all the real balls and – all these guys who play in gyms and, you know, always posting Instagram pictures or Facebook <laughs> about them balling. I was like, this is where the cream's going to rise to the top. You think you have game? You think you're one of the best? You Well, we're going to find out. So all the dudes playing at Lifetime Fitness. Tony uh-huh. Jones. Tony Jones. <laughs> Tony Jones. <laughs> I, just, I saw Tony at that same game. Talk about, I've been getting buckets. Yeah. I was getting buckets we're last see, night. They can't hold me. We're going to see when that heat hits them. Uh-oh. Uh, so August. If you want to get involved and sign up, uh, I know you guys aren't doing this until next summer, summer 2018. It's going to be August of 18. Uh, We're probably going to open registration around March or April. That's not far away. No, it's not far away. Only eight months away. Do you guys Uh, have a website or anything up yet? So we're we're working on a website, but we are on Instagram and we are on Facebook and YouTube uh, at Hooping in the Hive. H-O-O-P. That's a good name. Yep. Hooping so in the hive. You guys already have uh, some theme music that you guys are going to play. We just finished. Well, we're working on a track right now with Zach Ivy uh, and our producer DJ Toby, um, and it is. Can we hear a preview? Uh, 
I'll let you hear a preview. Zach Ivey, I'm telling you, if no one's listened to him or heard of him, you might want to go check him out. He's on YouTube and SoundCloud and Spotify, as a matter of fact. Um, he's pretty dope. So let's see. Are you ready there? Yes, sir. That's dirty. I like it. So that's Zach. And so, yeah, we're going to do a viral video. We're going to have a ton of kids out there. We're going to make it fun, grimy. We're going to try to get the epitome of street basketball. What what part of the city is this in? We're going to be in Sandy City. Nice. Right right there behind uh, Southtown Mall. Those two long one-way streets. Right directly behind Target. Yeah. There's a Aetna building, I think, over there. And oh, by the soccer field. Right, yes, where yes. RSL plays soccer. Right, across okay. the street. So courts all up and down. Right by the police streets. department. Yes. Great. Perfect <laughs> spot. And we need to get some police officers yeah. out there. Tons of police officers and porta potties. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be August, so you got to stay hydrated. You know? I think this is awesome. It's, I, 500 teams, I think, is, is small to me. To me, that's small compared to you. But in Utah, this is like the first that it's ever, to my knowledge, been done, like on this sort of scale. It's been tried. It's been tried before, and they went. I mean, their marketing was a little different than mine. I go out. I'm I'm what you call a people's champ. I'm of of the people. (laughs) So I go to you know every game there is, every function there is. I'll be at the Beehive Classic. Uh, I think I'm on 97.5 in a couple days for a couple hours. Uh, I'm talking to coaches. I'm talking to kids. Every kid I see, hey, did you play basketball? Here, take this flyer. You want a T-shirt? Here you go. So I'm, I want this thing to be huge, something that happens every summer that people look forward to every summer. Now, what sets this apart besides, you know, the other three-on-three tournaments? Because they, they've been going on forever. Forever. So everyone is on board now because, you know, it's 303 is going to be an event in the, the next Summer Olympics, and Ice Cube's done the thing with the big three. Well, we're doing something similar to that. We're going to have a four-point shot. We're going to have a, a Wi-Fi or wireless cameras on every basket so you can link in and watch your games and things like that. And it's just it's going to be fun. Like, we're not going to restrict you from talking, being competitive, you know, letting your cockiness flow and all that good stuff. And it's, it's where you come out and make a name for yourself. Like where I'm from, you don't make up your own nickname. So Brandon Johnson. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is it? What is it like? Duke the Tango, I think that's his name for M One. Yeah, he, yep. yeah, somebody like that. Yeah, somebody's I'm gonna, gonna be giving out nicknames. <laughs> See? Trash, gonna, yeah. trash one, trash two. She's gonna be the MC, so she's gonna have that power. Especially when you get on those elite courts and guys and girl and ladies are trying to win that money and. Same thing with kids. We got a high school elite division also, so they're going to be on the special courts. And even all the championship games, the kids are going to be on the special sport court with the professional baskets and, you know, get to have their moment to really shine and have cameras on them and lots of people watching. And that's, I mean, this is how I think basketball should be promoted. Come out, have fun, 
actually have to fight and win, not have to worry about coaches taking favoritism. You put your own team together. Yeah. You get your crew together. So you, your you own cannot coach. be bought off is what you're you saying. You can't be bought off. Right. I will not I like be that. bought off. Like, you got you to gotta <laughs> grind. Man, everybody's got a price. You can buy me. <laughs> <laughs> you give me some Jordans. Good. I know, right? For you, Tom. <laughs> give me some Jordans in the bucket house. Yeah, good. you're better than me. <laughs> I'm like, what do I get? Oh, that looks good on yeah. me. <laughs> and, I mean, it's, it's, it's reasonably priced. We're looking at $145. And you're gonna get at least four games if you got. And we're allowing five people that's on a lot. on a roster, like five people on a roster, 145 bucks. That's easy. Now, what's the clock like? The clock's first to 20 points or win by two or 20 minutes. No, we're playing straight up. Okay, we don't play that sissy stuff. I like that. <laughs> like straight up, yeah. None of that. No, win by two. No, you better play that's defense. That lifetime fitness. Yeah, you better play some <laughs> defense and make sure we don't go up. Are you going to have an orthopedic surgeon there? Or? We're going to have every <laughs> every vendor you can imagine. I like this. Um, we're going to have trainers for, you know, because the older gentlemen are going to come out and inevitably someone's going to pull something or twist Oh, something. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need those little massage chairs. Yep. We're going to have massage chairs. I was trying to get uh, one of those hyperbaric chambers. My wife was like, no, we don't have that kind of money. <laughs> like, no, if you got to recover, you better go home and do it. But, yeah, we're, everything, we're going to have first aid. We're going to have food. We're going to have, you know, everyone. everything is going to be taken care of once you get there. You pay your money, you're going to get your T-shirt and your swag bag and all that good stuff. We're going to have leading up that week comedy shows and concerts and Things that need silent auctions. Uh, we want to help out, you know, battered women groups, and we want to help out the Boys and Girls Club. We want to help out a lot of nonprofits. I don't, I don't ever do anything for money. I'm set. I'm not rich, but you know, I'm taken care of and I'm blessed. So whenever I do something, I want to help other people, even sponsor kids that you know might not be able to afford or you know put a team in and stuff like that so, so there's ways that if you know you really can't afford something what do they right. do they just step to you and so, say hey here's my I'll situation i'll pay for a team uh, pay utah podcast network will sponsor a team okay um they got to be low income though so <laughs> yeah, right. yeah so when we roll out our website web page it'll probably be beginning of february we're going to have all that information on there and of course the boys and girls they're going to have um i'm sure a list of kids that you know so we're going to reach out to a bunch of nonprofit organizations That's and dope. get as many kids involved as we can. We're going to take on a lot of volunteers or even bring on people to pay that, you know, usually wouldn't be able to get a job, you know, under normal circumstances. Well, good for you. I think that's a beautiful thing you're doing. That is. So come, you'll have to come in, um, you know, in the spring and in summer and. We'll uh, keep doing this. So hopefully by that time we have a million views on this viral yeah. video. That'll be dope. You know, I really like this, yeah. and I really want you to play, Sasha. Sign me up. I really want you. <laughs> me and Tony you Jones will be Go. Team Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want you guys to be on the same team. They got to be on other, oh, the yeah, opposite teams. Oh, yeah, I want you guys on opposite teams. So here's another thing we're going to do, though. We're going to have divisions, say, the fire and safety, police division, uh, car lot division, um, media division. Uh, okay. That yeah. would be cool. So, yeah, yeah. so maybe we get two, four. 13 going Look, against each other. I, I'm, GHT. Like, I'm going against Big Buddha. Where's he at? Oh, we should get an iHeartRadio team. Yeah, that let me be see. Because we're going to have co-ed divisions. We're going to have family divisions. We're going to have every. We have wheelchair, unified divisions for oh, our special Olympics. Sign me up for the wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha, wait. I want to be on your team. It'll Let's be us it. two, and then Tony will be on another team because I want to knock him out. See? That, that's, that's all I want to do. This is the time. Like, it's early enough. <laughs> and then I'm be world star. <laughs> it's early enough 
where people can start talking to, all right, you know what? And start forming, say, hey, they can even come to us and say, hey, we want our own division with these teams or these people or this uh, sector of, you know, whatever That's profession dope. it is. Yeah. So, yeah, we're. I mean, we're going to have more details coming out when the website, website drops uh, in another month or so. But it's something for people to start looking forward to. It's after all the AU travels, after all vacations, and before school starts. So August 3rd and 4th. Friday and Saturday. We're going to have to I get Dakari Tucker on our team. I got to start working out. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> why, why are you going for the ring? I know, right? <laughs> uh, so I can be bad. I'm going to let them <laughs> score, and I'm just going to beat people up. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want to do. Throw some elbows. Yeah, and there will be court monitors on every court as well. I mean, the elite divisions will have actual referees, but from kids all the way up through adults, we'll have court monitors. We'll have security walk around. You know, sometimes things got to hand any kind of sports tournament you have. So please tell me it's just top flight security. Top flight <laughs> of the world, Craig. Craig and Day Day. <laughs> that would be so dope. Ice Cube needs to come. Uh-huh. So I mean, it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be family oriented, and it's it's not expensive. It's not two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars that kids are paying or teams are having to pay for. You know other tournaments that they go to for five on five can you name your own teams you can name and we're gonna like have team a sunscreen or something we're gonna have <laughs> a best team name contest as well nice so you're gonna have some gift cards in there like to nike or foot locker and you know some hmm. swag bags and Who's i've seen for those I've, gift cards <laughs> i've seen some names in my day so i'm i'm eager to see give me give me a up. good name just for, just to set i don't even know there. if i can say any no of them. you can go ahead uh, What's a good one? Uh, balls of joy. <laughs> I mean, for Christmas spirit. Because <laughs> it's basketball, you know. Yeah. It's basketball. Like, kind of like almond joy, but it's balls, sure. balls of joy. Yeah, I like it. So, I mean, yeah, it, <laughs> it goes on and on. But it's, I mean, I want people to get excite, excited about it and and don't be afraid. You know, oh, I can't compete or I can't. It's just know. fun. It's it, about right. having fun. There's fun and there's competitive and for everybody no one's going to be left out you guys going to have cortisone shots on deck i'll have mine for sure i mean <laughs> i'm not even going to play and i'm still going to need it we're going to start taking shark testosterone know, right? yeah. now <laughs> sin bisque all that Yo, i gotta start working out shoot yeah well, most people wait until the week before <laughs> so yeah if you do it now you'll be ahead of the game i'll be good i'll be straight so where can people find you as we uh wrap up here where can people find you on um line on social media so i'm on on facebook hooping in the hive uh it will pop up with an icon on there also on instagram hooping in the hive also on what is it youtube hooping and everything is hooping in the hive or you can catch me at washed up hooper at gmail.com. I was gonna I didn't know if you wanted your email up there, but I was gonna say, yo, you have like a great email. Washed up hooper. Like I wrote him back and was like, really? That email? <laughs> Is hey, that your real email? <laughs> I already I I I don't have a problem taking shots at literally bullets, needles. <laughs> <laughs> I any take shot. any shots, I'll take them. So if you want to get in touch with me, washed up hooper at gmail.com. That's Cedric Williams, hooping in the hive. Perfect. And you can find us uh, on Twitter, dropping dimes underscore. And then you can also find me on Instagram, Brittany Renee TV. Sasha, this week, I don't know if you want to be found or if you don't want to be found. No, I'm good. all right and as always uh catch us on utah podcast network.com and you can download the show dropping dimes 
on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Yeah, we're going to have a team at this tournament, and we're going to win. So Hell I'm going to yeah. be spending all the money on this team. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm in. I'm in. Right on. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Gospel.